Hi, and welcome to The Ask Box, a podcast about the glory days of Tumblr. I'm Allegra Rosenberg, I made my Tumblr in 2010, and I'll be bringing all kinds of cool people onto the show to talk about the fandoms, memes, events, and unique communities that made early Tumblr such an exciting place to be. If you want to leave a message with your favorite early Tumblr memory, you can call 240-4-TUMBLR. Leave a message and I might play it on the show. I'm really excited to have my friend Sam, one of my first Tumblr friends, as the first guest on my podcast, which is the Ask Box podcast. Um, I love it. Which is going to be an exploration of Tumblr nostalgia for the golden age. Um, we're going to start off focusing on, you know, those halcyon years of 2010 to 2012. But I, I figure that as the podcast progresses, um, we may or may not move beyond that. Although after after that, it just went a bit downhill. Um, so. Sam was one of the first people that I met on Tumblr when I joined uh, in the latter days of my middle school years in eighth grade. Someone um, asked me about 10 minutes ago why I have so many friends in L.A. Uh-huh. And they were like, wow, you're so worldly. And I was like, oh, the, the opposite. <laughs> I spent a lot of time indoors at the age of 15. Right. Oh, wait. So, Sam, tell, <laughs> tell me. Well, I already know, but let's, let's hear a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Um, where um, you are now, what? where you were back oh, I, then. I am currently in the city of Canberra, Australia. Um, I am in my works podcast studio, a, a thing that we have for some reason. I have to book in time to use it. I am in, I guess you'd call it grad school. I'm a PhD candidate at the Australian National University. And when I was 15, I was in Brisbane. Allegra put up a, a what was it? A tiny chat. Oh, God. Just, I don't think it had any purpose. I think it was just... So I was on Tumblr for, I guess, just something to do. I don't think there was really any reason. Mm-hmm. Although everyone had jump shipped from LiveJournal. I think right. that's crucial to know. It was the new cool thing to be on. Right. <laughs> Allegra just put out, I don't think it had a point. It was just like, hey, does anyone else like Doctor Who? Mm-hmm. Which uh, is a broad question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's important. Okay, so so for the uninformed, what what is a tiny chat? Oh, my God. I... This is this is cultural knowledge. I can't explain. No, it it was it was a chat room online, and it was tiny because it didn't require any account mm-hmm. or pre setup. Mm-hmm. Clicked a room, you went in. It had a webcam. It had a chat room. You could make up a username. That was about it, right? Right. Yeah. So basically, like you know, a, 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 a prominent fixture of the culture on Tumblr at the time were these tiny chat rooms where you uh, some a user a tumblr user would just post a link um and then their followers could just click and join and instantly be added to the tiny yeah, chat it was definitely around sl- tumblr celebs right like someone right. would post it and you'd just jump in because some someone cool had posted it and you'd, you'd want to interact with them and you'd want to interact with their followers um yeah and, and sort of be be part of something and i think it's, it's the very- same it's it's the same sense as now people would post like a twitch link i think that's a similar yeah, effect or an instagram live but you know yeah. to to that there there is something different because a tiny chat was way more democratic than like a stream yes. where it's it's like that a, is so it, true when it where an instagram live is is focused proper on proper social media not not mass media right 
right so so tiny chat and 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 tumblr and tiny chat as an extension of tumblr was was very community-based because you could just pop on a total stranger and have your webcam and then just start talking or you could do voice only or you could do you could do text only um mysterious voice only people in the chat right right um so yeah (laughs) I, i i i don't have any memory of this at all but did we first meet in a tiny chat that i posted I don't I I don't know if this is true. I feel like this is a story I've just told myself enough times that I'm like, yeah, we definitely met in a tiny tiny chat. I assume I no, was No, that makes you. sense. Yeah. And you would have posted it and then cuz that was we called ourselves the Tumblr Hoovians. Yes. But sure, surely that wasn't a public Oh, man, I don't remember. No, because I we remember we got Okay, so this is going to get really deep really quickly in terms of like very specific (laughs) stuff. But we got uh, at one point, I think this was in 2010, um, and we had been sort of like we made this big group of friends about, you know, over Doctor Who. And we got at one point accused of being clicky. Do you remember that? The funniest thing. I do remember that. It was so funny. So, no, what happened is you put out this tiny chat, which was so just how many followers did you have at that point? Um, Do you know? I, it was under a thousand. Maybe it, maybe it was a couple hundred. My URL at the time was Tardis Girl. <laughs> what was what was your you know, URL at the time? I think it was Stardust Zombie, which mm-hmm. is the worst. I you hate know, it. It's I hate that. Um, <laughs> I should probably check if that blog still exists. I should shut that one down. Oh um, yeah, because it's it's me when I was fifteen. Yours is all thankfully disintegrated. Yeah, it's gone. Um, I'm sure you'll do a whole episode on that. Oh. But you did that. People joined. Then there was a there was a group of regulars. So it wasn't clicky. It was the people who showed up more than once. Right. And then we were like, oh, we're all hilarious. We made a separate group to just chat. But I think because we posted enough of our in-jokes that people were like, oh, this is another one of your in-jokes, I guess. It was like, oh, Um, (laughs) sorry, we're just trying to have fun. Um, I mean, and and so the fact that that... That's Tumblr in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah. So the fact that that could become such a little miniature drama, I think, really is uh, indicative of how small the community on Tumblr was at that time. Um, so you mentioned yeah. that there there had been an exodus from LiveJournal. Was that specifically something you saw in relation to Doctor Who fans? I, it has to be because what else was I into at fourteen? Right, right, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Surely. That was what was happening. Right. Did you follow? I can't remember anything else. Did you follow any particular? particular. Right. Because I was thinking like something that would make sense is if, you know, you followed one user or another from LiveJournal to Tumblr. That there definitely was some people, but I forget who they are. Right. Right. There was definitely certain names that I would look up. I mean, I guess because I maybe only knew them by URL. Right. But there was a few people who I would go and find regularly. And mm-hmm. then eventually they were saying, oh, look, I haven't been posting that much. I'm on Tumblr. Right. Um, and so we jumped ship there. Was that, that must have been around the time that the live journal was like bought by Russians or something like that. Yeah, which I only found about later. Oh, right? yeah. Like I looked that up and I was like, oh, that's probably yeah. why everyone was leaving. But, but also there is a there was, was the, a large sort of uh, aesthetic gulf in between the format <laughs> and the function of live journal and the It's sort so of, true. There was so much more effort, I think, in live journal. I mean. Oh, I mean, I was going to say like Tumblr must have seemed at that time so slick and new and social oh, and yeah, cool yeah, yeah, yeah. in comparison to Live journal was very personalized. Like MySpace style making right. your own page. That's and I mean you could customize a Tumblr blog, but it well, it was yeah, very much can. quicker. It was quicker. There right. was more sort of social. Right. I don't know. 
Um, but I think There's that more going on. The it's interesting because I never really was a live journal user, so I sort of came to. Tumblr. I was a live journal watcher, right? Consumer. Yeah, I mean, I I had I had certain ones that I would I would check in on, but I I don't think I ever posted yeah. anything on live journal. I was never part of a community on there, certainly. So Tumblr for yeah. me was the first Tumblr and Doctor Who fandom specifically was the first like online community fandom that I was a part of absolutely you know, in my adolescence so like what what do you remember you know that first year 2010 <laughs> um that was the year that Doctor Who series five was airing so Matt Smith's oh, first wow. season um started airing early that year and oh. I remember I joined Tumblr and and started catching up on Doctor Who um before before that season ended One so sec. it was still it was still when airing. was the BBC America that was between five and six, right? With all the filming in Utah and the cowboy hat, that was all for that was Americans. Season, yeah, when that was the when beginning that of season okay. six. The beginning of series six was the stupid fucking astronaut fucking <laughs> desert. I fucking hate that series. But series five was beautiful. Series five was 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 so beautiful. I oh my god! One sec. When was so. That aired in 2010, right? Yes. Yes. So I think in 2011 I went to the Doctor Who experience. I remember in, when you. Um, I remember when you went, and I was so jealous. But <laughs> oh, that's adorable. So, so Doctor Who Tumblr in 2010, and here's something interesting that I, I thought about a lot. Doctor Who Tumblr in like the first half of 2010 still had so much of this sort of remnant and this leftover energy from the Russell T Davies years of Doctor Who. Yes. Like because there, there was wasn't. A lot of there wasn't a lot of Matt Smith content yet necessarily. There was, you know, one series, but there was, you know, reams and reams of David Tennant stuff. Um, and so what you would see in those days is this sort of slow acceptance of the new doctor, but really still a reliance on the content and the in-jokes uh, and, and, and that sort of stuff from uh, the Russell T. It Davis was a similar years. energy to in how ridiculous it was. What I was going to say, what I remember is crack. Yes. Jokes, which is very much from Live Journal. Yeah. And in okay, poor yeah. taste now, probably. Yes. Well, <laughs> like looking back, there was a whole, there was like, some of them were just racist stereotypes. Yes. That's it's true. Like, I, I, oh, oh. I'm interested by your characterization of that specific type of humor as coming from Live Journal. I mean, not being familiar well, with that at all, would you say that that was the case? That what, what we were seeing on Tumblr sort of that year was. I think that. Oh, I'm trying to remember because I think I don't know if it came from Live Journal, but I saw a lot of it on Live right. Journal, so I assumed right. it came there first. In like they had crack threads, that's what I'm right. remembering. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because they yeah. split, they split everything by threads. Like they had a meme thread and right. a, a, memes different to what we would consider memes now. They uh -huh. were sort of forms you filled out. I right. don't know. It's hard to explain. Like macros, like image macros. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they'd have threads for that sort of stuff, and I think that's where it started. But then, as you say, it took off on Tumblr because the mechanism is different. Right. And things can spread better. The propagation system on Tumblr, I mean, just in sort of the fundamental mechanics of the reblog system, I think probably did as much I was to change about this what people were making another another podcast i was on recently oh wow uh, about um tumblr um but i mentioned that tumblr i'm pretty sure this is on their wikipedia page right that they invented the reblog or they took it from wordpress or something i think they invented it or it was the first that's, sort of implication that's in, interesting implementation of it that's really interesting and it was wild because it was the first site 
that had sharing that worked like that. Like uh-huh. I think that was before Facebook maybe. Or and that maybe- was before, I mean, probably before they implemented it as a, people were doing it manually on Twitter, I think, but they didn't have implement it as yeah. an official feature until a couple Especially years Especially like quote tweeting, right. which is what yeah. it actually is. Like I would, I, I would Because I had that. to explain it to people and right. I was like, oh, reblogging is like, you just took the whole thing, but then you mm-hmm. could edit all of it and mm-hmm. it would just be on your blog. Right, right. <laughs> and, and other people could see it and you right. could put it anywhere. But it held the same, it held the trail yeah. of who had originally yeah. done it. Um, and that was huge. Absolutely. And I mean, going back to what you were saying before, like I'm still kind of fixated on this. I always thought that <laughs> I the, the, the very strange sort of off the wall energy of Doctor Who fandom early on Tumblr was a result of the average age of the fan because we were all really young. True. But now I, maybe it was a combination of that and the sort of meme culture that had been brought over in this great migration from live journal that was occurring at the time i mean we were just fucking insane do you ever think about that (laughs) we had so much spare time because we were literally in middle school so i mean this is why i know how to use photoshop because i was i was making these like really bizarre gifts of you know david i had a job so there's a thing oh what's it called gif there's a some sort of gif competition that is literally international and they oh run gif making workshops Jesus. and you can win prizes and i was like i i could run a workshop <laughs> i could teach people how right. to make gifs like oh my god i taught myself that when i was 11 yes that's yeah. crazy i mean and also oh my god and for no end right. no good well, use yeah. Okay, so like what, let's let's go into the specifics here because I'm sure this is what the people are dying to hear about. What were some of those Absolutely. early memes in Doctor Who oh, fandom that you remember? Because um, for Matt me- Matt Smith looked like a foot is the first thing that comes to mind because <laughs> that was so stupid. That's not a joke. That it is does. A, bullying and B, extended so far. It went, yeah. it, there were so many jokes based on such a, a useless, tiny premise. Right. Yeah, that probably started before people knew much about him as a person or as yeah, an actor. It was just because he was a weird Edward. Okay, here's the thing: he had a weird Edward Cullen photo shoot. That's I remember it next to the TARDIS in the black shirt, and yes. it was not the kind of doctor it was not that he, who he turned was. out it to was be. Not what he looked. That was like and the announcement photo shoot that he did. Yeah, yeah, and it was in the same time as Twilight, surely about oh yeah, yeah, two thousand nine. So everyone was like, "Who is this Edward Cullen looking motherfucker? He looks like a foot." And uh-huh. I was like, "Okay," and that was. I'm just amazed it lasted so long. I feel like that that joke ran for years. Oh yeah, um, I remember Rose loved drugs. Yes, which was yes. I think started as a comic. What? It was like it was a it was a, originally a oh comic, and that was the punchline. And it turned it mutated. I think this may have been one of the first. If if you know if our theories are true maybe this was one of the first sort of tumblr native doctor who memes of the oh time oh my god this was this was a 10th doctor related meme um sort of making fun this of was also mopiness. i remember that yeah. i remember that in the context of our tumblr whovians group i feel like yes. we mentioned we, that a lot we we definitely propagated that meme very far <laughs> and wide um there's something about like was there something about like cookies what am i remembering about cookies yes i don't know what but that was i don't know i don't know what that was but i remember it um and then there was also oh i was saying like the racial stereotypes one were a whole range of like that's proper meme like people were changing the joke shifting trying to get more confusing right there was spanish night there was french night. no it was mexican night that's why it was racist it was specifically mexican (laughs) night it was Um, weird like strange times 
Okay, and and that was and, and and this is something that I probably will end up talking about on every episode, but like just how the shift in like meme etiquette reflected a shift in the larger culture or did the shift in meme etiquette then affect the larger <laughs> culture? Because once What we, do you mean by meme etiquette? Well, like that you can't do Mexican night anymore and Photoshop <laughs> sombreros and mustaches onto Doctor Who characters yep, a, a, yep, as yep, as evening yep, entertainment. Yep. And I think we were all literally, you know, you know, ages ages 13 to 16, which still to this day remains the average age of a Tumblr user, which I think is beautiful. Um, <laughs> and, and we were just, you know, but that I think was before a larger shift. In, I mean, I remember when cultural criticism on Tumblr became a thing and it was very apparent yeah. that it was having an effect. That's on- so true. I do. This is important to remember because I was. Speaking on this other podcast about Tumblr and I was talking about, you know, the discourse and people jumping uh-huh. on each other to prove right. Right. their points correct or whatever. I think you're so right that there is such a, a delineation Absolutely. between those first few years and later. And I don't know whether that's because our cohort grew up and went to university or like grew up and went to high school or whether it's I because mean, yeah. the broader group was changing. It's just, it's such but a chicken so and the funny. egg situation because I did see that thread on Twitter the other day about how Tumblr invented cancel culture, which is now so preeminent in not only pop culture but just West like culture at large. It's 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 wild how slow things are going. Have you seen the stuff where people are like, oh, I hate those threads where people keep trying to tell me history in capital letters and right. like, sit down and shut up and listen to this history and they're like, we cancelled those back in 2012 i mean i think that that tumblr yeah that that tumblr as this sort of precognitive arbiter of cultural trends you know whether that is as a result of it being populated by young people who sort of develop these ideas and end up or or whether it's just it 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 reflects that i mean i think it's i think it's a bit about the system of Tumblr, which helped it, but like right. a megaphone, like it's right. it's surely just the sheer mass of young people online right. talking to each other. Yes, and I'm it, sure that like where are the youth now? Are they on? They're Snapchat? on. They're like, on Instagram. They're on Instagram. They're on, unfortunately, yeah, they're on true. Instagram, which doesn't have nearly as much of like a community. It's so focus. visual, and it's so it's very That's visual. So I mean, I mean, I think Tumblr as a Tumblr text, was very visual. Tumblr was visual, but it also but clearly had, not as much as Instagram. Yeah, it also had and no know, ads. Yeah, yeah. They, ne- they never could figure that <laughs> wow. out. Tumblr no. never really became commercialized, which is I think is beautiful. They really um, tried. They, they tried. I think they tried after I left. I would have gone in like 2016, 2015 yeah. maybe. Um, and I think then they had ads and they were just bad. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it was a bad okay, experience. Let, let us return to our, our, focal, our focal point, or at least what I'm yes. attempting to make our focal point, which is the Doctor Who fandom. Um, you know... What something that I thought was fascinating was to sort of observe in real time my first experience with like fandom wink and like fandom like inter hatred and like people dissing on each other for liking different parts of an episode that other people deemed to be, you know, bad. Interesting because Doctor Who is one of the examples, barring like Star Trek. Yeah. Where these people have been doing this since before I was born. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like there's that famous forum. Um, 
comment that is still online because it's from 1996 or something of Stephen Moffat right. arguing some point in the forum, which is my favorite thing. Yeah, That's yeah. So it was good. like People on a, B- about, on a, oh. a Google BBS archive. Yeah. And it's like him when he was like you know, 20-something, like Cause, arguing something. Because even now, yeah. people are like, oh, we're getting presidential candidates who have been online. And I was like, we've already seen this cycle happen with some like, guy who argued about Doctor Who as, as a young right, man online right. is, was running it. Right. <laughs> which is so funny. Right. <laughs> and his opinions it's, were so nerdy. It was some like technical point he wanted to Right. It to was some up. really just like so microscopically funny. unimportant thing, oh which God. is perfect. Which is perfect. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean, the whole rise of the so Moffat hater on Tumblr as like oh a genre God. of person to well, be. Yeah. So I don't, this would be a wild ass thesis. But do we think that the cancel culture comes from these arguments, like, the original arguments of people about. Not cultural critique, like literary critique, I feel like came from that nexus of analyzing Doctor Who and Sherlock. Yeah, and specifically analyzing the way that Stephen Moffat treated like his female characters and his characters of color, which like to be fair, there is a lot of criticism to be made. (laughs) But I think the people that grew up People did not know how to do it. Yeah, the people that, that sort of came of age in that discursive like milieu adopted that sort of, I mean like that tone and that attitude towards argument and towards discussion, which I think, yes, definitely had this huge effect. Hmm. And also the positioning. Okay, here's something that I think is really important about <laughs> Tumblr is that the follower counts were never public. So anybody could take a stance yes. and sound oh, authoritative point. enough wait, wait, to wait, be wait, reblogged wait. at least. never? No. Follower counts on Tumblr have never been was- public. You know, you can sort of already. you can sort of tell how popular someone is by how many like you know notes an average post of theirs will get. But yeah. no, follower counts are never public. So like I always had. So this what was Tumblrity then? But that was I, ages I don't. Ago. That was before me. I don't remember that. Um, uh, okay, so there, there used to be a page at the which must have been two thousand and eight or something yeah. that that they literally had Tumblr celebrities and they had a That's full so page of funny. who was most popular. Oh yeah, I, imagine I, if that was on. I mean, I guess it is. You can probably find it out on Twitter these days. Well, I mean, and it's. But it's, that, it's yeah, it's fascinating that they got rid of that and they sort of yeah. reverted to this sort of neutral state where anybody could take a stance, say something that sounded important, be reblogged by enough people to make it look like they were Tumblr famous. Before you could search? Wasn't that a huge thing? They brought in a search that actually worked? Like you could search uh, tags. I feel like I that was think, a thing that you happened. Could always, oh, no, you could think, track tags. Yeah, you could always track tags. I think tags. that was a big thing. Yeah. No, I feel like at some point that changed, but I can't remember what changed about it because all of a sudden it became very important. Right. That you would tag things correctly. Right. What was that? I vaguely anyway, remember that. I love how things changed in terms of like how the comments worked because you couldn't use punctuation, which mm-hmm. then made everyone talk in extremely long sentences. Tag speak. Oh, and then they made the tag tags speak. shorter. Yes. So then everyone just used a ton of tags. Oh. I mean, I want to yes. have, you know, like you could really just look at things linguistically and, and see how Tumblr vocabulary and syntax has affected sort of the entirety of Yeah, because people make people make varying claims on this, whether like some people say, oh, that's useless. That's just how people talk online. And no. it's reflected in Tumblr. I would some people argue... go the full other degree that it yeah. went, it started on Tumblr, which I wouldn't exactly agree with. Like young people online aren't going to use punctuation as much anyway. But I don't think it was nothing. I think it had some effect. I absolutely agree. I think specifically phrases like I can't even, which 100% (laughs) originate on Tumblr and then made their way to the larger culture. And like, what's that from? um, Did it start somewhere? 
It did. Because it was, I can't even breathe, wasn't it? Was, yeah. Was that yeah. the full sentence? It was like, it was like. I, it oh, was no. Like, what is air? I'm confused. What is, air? what is air? What is air was the. <laughs> oh, what, boy. Oh, my God. I just fully <laughs> oh. flashed back. Oh, yeah. what is air? Oh, uh, no. Oh, my God. I feel very bad. I should have so, called yeah, the podcast like, that. What am I doing? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. But, like, That's so you can definitely. I, I feel like if there was, like, a way to do this, which there probably is, is just, like, track the spread of certain phrases as they originated inside Tumblr and made their way to the internet. You know what you should do? Are you going to do an episode on Glee? Yes, I already have the interview lined up. Oh, my God. Because I was just thinking that someone mentioned to me that Glee was one of the first examples of, a, like, a group of fans actively changing what happened in a show. On Tumblr, you mean? In a very clear-cut way. Yeah. Okay. It, wasn't um, Darren Chris's character going to be not a cameo, but I feel like he was just going to come in and I'm not going to make this a Glee episode, but people petitioned so hard okay. and made such, like, they loved him so That's much that they were I'm like, gonna be, oh, I'm going to be talking to my friend Peyton about Glee uh, in a couple wonderful, weeks. Wonderful. And wonderful. I Very really can't wait to see what they say about that in particular, given that they are a noted Darren Chris hater. Um, <laughs> so that'll yes. be fun. Look out for that. Um, yes. Oh, I mean, that's I feel so like exciting. Fans have really influenced like stuff a Stephen lot. Stephen Moffat hates his fans. Yes. As far as I can recall from that era, and people I'm were glad. like, "You're Here's treating women horribly," and he was like, "What are you, a fan?" Like, it's very fun. I'm glad that. Let he alone Sherlock. I'm glad that Stephen Moffat didn't give a shit about his fans or his anti-fans I mean, fans because, you know, he's he is. Who you can't he run is. a show and like I, that. Right. I mean, and you can't run a show like that. You can't let it affect you. I mean, and and for what he did, I mean, I think that he really turned it around. His last couple seasons I thought were amazing, especially with The Twelfth Doctor. And now that I was think good. it's people it's so funny because I, I haven't watched much of the latest season, but I, it's it's interesting to see this reaction that's sort of, sort of like people looking back on the Moffat seasons and being like, Oh, we didn't know what we had. Um because I know. You know, it's like a Stockholm syndrome thing, I am sure. Uh, and in a couple seasons, you know, it'll it'll be back to normal. Like you know, after these these showrunner transitions are always kind of janky, I'm sure. But it, it is yeah. sort of hilarious given how people sort of flung themselves at this door of sort of Stephen Moffat's you know total uncaringness. You know, he was just <laughs> he was doing the thing that he wanted to do his entire life. You have to respect that. Um, and you know, and something it's like my thing about respecting scammers, you know, yes, yes, he got there. you have to respect, yeah, it's like the uh, Elizabeth Holmes of, of Doctor Who. No, he's good. Um, something that is, is funny, so funny is just how on Tumblr specifically, people took this stuff so seriously, and that it, and it's hmm. that didactic, sort of pseudo educational, like. I'm going to learn you a yeah. thing tone well, that, that I characterized a, that era. I explained this to a professor here. I was like, oh, you know the tone. There's a joke. There is. It was in fact itself a Tumblr post, which was like me, nothing, a first year, like earth science major. So this here is dirt and dirt. I will take like, and it was just a long paragraph. I don't know exactly what it was, Yeah, but that was that phenomenon. And I was right. like, oh, you know, that sort of person who learned one fact today. So they want to tell you everything about it. And mm-hmm. he was like, Yes, do you mean every first-year university student ever? I've met a few. And I was like, oh, that's true. That really was the sense. But a lot of them were still high schoolers. They were just, oh, you know, I feel like, precocious you know, 20, high schoolers. 
2010, I think everybody was a middle or high schooler and it was very Everyone rare. Everyone was 15. Everyone was Even 15. if they were 18, they were 15. Right. And it was rare to come across someone older. And if you did come across someone like in their 20s, it was like a big deal. Because I think a lot it of was, those, oh a lot of those God. people were still on live journal at that point. Um, yeah. I think that the younger kids came over or the, like me, like I just started on Tumblr. And everyone here- by 2011, I think almost half my grade would have been on Tumblr. I didn't follow them all, but we would all be sitting there on Tumblr. Like, I also went to an all-girls school. So it was that's one a, thing. It was a normie phenomenon as well. Like, a lot of my camp Absolutely. friends had Tumblr at the time. And there was this whole aesthetic Tumblr thing where, like, you didn't have to be It was Instagram, in I guess. Yeah. Um, it was an anonymous Instagram. Right. I, I guess. Slash Pinterest. Right. So I, I think Somewhere the, in that nexus. The height of Tumblr as not only a fandom platform, but a youth platform were, I think, those years. And it was it was definitely dominated by... Get someone by... on to talk about Tumblr University and DashCon. Get someone right. on board for that. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll, get, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. I'm sort of just holding court. I mean, I'm, I'm ostensibly I'm going by themes on episodes, but, you know, fully expecting them to devolve. So, like, yeah, we are supposed to be talking about Doctor Who. God, that series, series it, 5 was so good. Can we just... I just it was so good. I I'm going to have to... respect it. I remember the 11th hour. Oh, yeah. We were going to talk about the whole screenshot. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Where people would put up. I have nothing to say about it, but what a weird thing that someone would do with their time to run automate. I assume automated scripts to screenshot Mm -hmm. episodes and then put up screenshots just so other people could use creatively to get notes it's it's amazing that's and I the think, whole system i think it's really cool and i think it's a really interesting sort of area of i guess what people were doing artistically on tumblr at that time which was like visually dissecting media in that way and sort of just making new things also sharing I mean, stuff like textures and coloring yes and running shoots what? yes how is that organized that's <laughs> It's beautiful. You can't even find that now as well, like as yeah. as well done. I, I mean. think that yeah, vi- vi- Tumblr graphics culture of that era, I think was was a holdover from LiveJournal uh, in mm. some ways because that that was a thing there as well. But there was this attention, this attention to detail paid. You know, l- it, there was less. So I would say that there was less shit posting. Like that wasn't even a word back then. Everybody was very earnest, and they took their watching <laughs> of television very seriously, and their making of gifts very yes. seriously. Even the jokes were sort of like taken. You know, very sincere. Do um, you do you remember? This is I, this is a theme. Okay. Copyright should be a theme. People would make graphics and get very very angry that they were stolen. Which is, I, I will accept that. As a, even looking back as a base level, that is upsetting. You've put it right. into something. Yeah. Then someone would bring up the fact that it is essentially breaking copyright to even do that in the first place. You, you oh. were taking <laughs> like stills from media. Yeah. And uh, like from pr- pirated episodes uh-huh. <laughs> do, doing this and then getting mad because someone has stolen your content. Oh, my God. Like I- I'm not talking like fan art is different if, if you're mm-hmm. sort of drawing something. But people would have even if someone would have gift a bit of a show. Right. And then get mad if they saw that gift somewhere, which is insane to look back on where Facebook just grabs gifts. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, people took such ownership over, like, they got into massive copyright fights if people would use other people's gifts or try to steal them for notes. Yeah. Yeah. Stealing for notes. I mean, the notes, (laughs) the notes economy at that time, I remember it was crazy (laughs) for stuff to get like over a thousand notes. That's how few people were on Tumblr at the time. That's true. true. Um, I think that 
you, oh. you, you tended to sort yeah. of know everybody in your little circle. Um, and But that's another thing about Tumblr that I think has remained unique is the fact that it's it's kind of hard to sort of find people to follow outside of your because there's mm. no like there's barely I mean now they they have like trending and they have like search and explore and all that bullshit but at the beginning it was yeah. like you just like sort of went into the Doctor Who tag and poked around and there wasn't that I much would to love see, to see so you sort of just followed of everybody how insular the communities were because people would come out oh my god you'd you'd get messages that came to you and they'd be like can everyone stop doing this and you'd be like i haven't seen that in my life <laughs> like right. or like can tumblr stop doing this and you're like who's doing that where are you from right oh. right i think a recurring theme that has popped up and is going to keep popping up is the fact that tumblr and its culture was so ahead of the game and you're, we're seeing stuff coming up now in other platforms and other areas that is like deja vu in terms of like, mm. oh, we experience, we fully experienced this, and are we're <laughs> over it on Tumblr like five years ago. Why do you think that is? I um, I, I I I do not have an answer. I don't have an answer. But it's so true. I feel like, yeah. So some of the comments I see, especially on Twitter, I feel like Twitter is my my main sort of go to these days. Mm-hmm. Some of the comments is just like, I I've I've seen this. I've I've lived through this. Right. Or they're like, whoa, the the speed of meme creation these days is crazy. And I'm like, are you are you kidding? Right. Yeah, Memes I mean, could come and go in a school day. Oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, I Actually, think... Actually, recently, the ur- there was an article which was like, students are now talking on Google Drive. I, I did see in that. In high school. That's incredible. I was like, I I did that when I was <laughs> in high school. What? Like, how, how... I'm like, what, seven years out? How are people just getting around to this? Trends Maybe adults better. just worked it out. Yeah. Um. I think with, with Tumblr in those early days, memes did move slightly slower, though. And it, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it was people had less of an awareness. Actually, this I this happened as well. So talking about 2010 and how different it was to 2014. I remember in 20 they moved very very slowly. Like I feel like Mexican night happened consistently. It did. For it quite happened a while. consistently for a couple months. <laughs> and there it, was it, a alternating night. with That's French how weird night. It was. Yeah. Yes. But by 20 do you remember the meme? Maybe it was 2015. The meme of 2015 was what will be the last meme of 2015 because it was right. moving so quickly. Maybe it was right. 2014. Uh, but people yeah. were publishing lists. There was like some sort of separate Tumblr for keeping track of the memes. There was so many. Yes. It was meme so that, documentation. That was, we, we, we watched the speed. We watched the speed up over five years. Well, there became a self-awareness about how that sort of thing worked. And I think in the early days when, you know, no one, we were still calling them macros. Everyone was just oh, like, oh, this wow. is this is what we do. This is what happens here. And there wasn't Also, there necessarily- would be blogs entirely for a meme. That is true. That's how slow they were. There yes. would be whole blogs set up like for the first, one meme format. Yeah. The first Tumblr I ever followed was David Tennant's eyebrows. And there were multiple other Tumblrs <laughs> that, that was, devoted that was to a David good Tennant's <laughs> other body parts. Um, because... <laughs> I mean, it was sort of glacial in comparison to what happens today. There yeah. wasn't really any current events. There wasn't any, like, gender politics. It was just 15-year-olds making, like, bullshit Doctor Who graphics. I do remember when some big event would happen. Like, I'm talking, like, humanitarian crisis. Right. And if you weren't posting about it, people would shame you for it. Maybe this was closer to – oh, no, this was still when I was in high school. Right. Definitely. I forget what happened. Of course, of course I do. Clearly I wasn't paying any attention. But it's the same as on Twitter now. If you're not posting about the issue of the day, right? people are like, w- what are you doing? You need to right. get involved. 
And that was definitely happening on Tumblr a good okay, five years yeah, ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's happened everywhere forever. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But just because... Just because it felt like the one main TL, I guess. Like right. this was the public space, the public well, square. Yeah. I mean, I think what makes the Tumblr feed different, you know, and what well, what made it different back then was its sort of multimedia aspects. And also, mm. you know, it was so curated. Like, um, I mean, I guess. Also the singular aspect, I guess, that it just sort of came at you. You weren't really checking blogs. No, you weren't. You were just getting it thrown at you <laughs> yeah i mean i think that the chronological feed is something that tumblr you know notably has stuck with since then i don't know how much it was necessarily new back then like i think like obviously live journal had a feed twitter had a feed uh, you know stuff like that facebook whatever um but there was something about tumblr's sort of like endless content regurgitation i think i think it was also one of the ones where people would it, like surely Twitter was moving faster, but Tumblr was the place that seemed like it was always constantly alive. Right. There was always stuff coming at you because teenagers you don't to sleep. Sit down, I, that's true. That's probably true. And it was so international, I guess. I mean, there, but you could go on and refresh, and there was just con, con, yeah, constant yeah. stuff. It would it, it would just sort of and it, because of the nature of like the multimedia posting of Tumblr, where you could have text and videos and pictures and music and and whatever, you know, it, it was it was so it just drew you in in a way that other networks which someone were solely a study devoted where to they, yeah have they hooked someone up to I don't know what like MRI to watch which bits of the brain light up on Twitter or Instagram oh, or, or or Tumblr that's I'd great. like that you should do another like PhD about that. <laughs> study a bit of neuroscience get right. that done well i mean so like yeah the the sort of hypnotic nature of the tumblr feed i think was unique among social platforms at that time and still has that effect i mean i think instagram has probably replaced it and instagram took a lot yeah i think from instagram tumblr is in that way unless it's just split text to image to twitter and instagram right i mean i, w- I wish you could actually watch the exodus right that would be really interesting but like there'd be you know- not really a way to do it but yeah, the way that early Tumblr in particular just just you were just getting introduced to so much new stuff every single second, mm. like <laughs> I, I, it was just a very fascinating place to grow up, and also a great place to <laughs> live blog Doctor Who on, where you would just post case smashes and yes. then like photo booth yes. pictures of yourself crying. <laughs> like, oh, what a weird time! That really did happen a lot. I remember it's a great story. I went to camp. I went to camp for four weeks immediately after the first part of the two-part finale of Series 5 aired. And I was prepared to spend four weeks not knowing what happened to the doctor and the Pandorica. And I was so stressed out about it. It was the worst. I think I remember this. And I I remember I put on my Tumblr, guys, I'm going to camp for four weeks. I'm going to miss the Doctor Who finale. It was such a tragedy. (laughs) And I get to camp. I didn't know anybody who was going to be in my, my camp group. And I meet this new girl. And we start talking and I think somehow we find out that we were both huge Doctor Who fans. So the entire four weeks, we're just like, what do you think happened? What do you think happened? Oh my God, what's going to, what's going to happen? <laughs> it was pretty sweet. It was like kind of adorable. Oh, absolutely. I assume this was most of your teenage years. Yeah. I mean. Just walking up and introducing yourself as a fan of Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, maybe like the, yeah. these, these two years that are that we're focusing on by by 20 by late 2012 i was into other things that we will get into later so keep listening 
I mean, but like, Sam, so something that differs with your experience of Doctor Who as like a show is that you were a fan as a kid. I really didn't find out about it until I sort of got into this whole thing in in 2010. So in Australia, not just me, but in Australia, the original Doctor Who used to be on at 6 p.m. So Uh instead of actually alongside The Simpsons. Wow. Doctor Who would just be on at 6pm. Okay. So like my mother watched Doctor Who growing up, uh-huh. not as a fan. It was just something that was on the TV. This uh-huh. is why Australians love and know Doctor Who. Um, I hated it as a kid, but that's a thought I have in my mind from when I was 11. So when right. I say kid, <laughs> I mean younger than 11. Because right. I watched the first episode I ever watched was The Empty Child. And it wow. was beautiful and the best show ever. And my mother was very gloaty over the fact that she told me I would like it. And, and I really did. Aww. And so I was... I was watching YouTube videos and I remember, this is the first piece of Doctor Who news I remember looking up online, uh-huh. who the Series 3 companion was going to be. Aww. Like, how far back is that? That's, that's far. That's 2007. Like 2006. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Oh, I, mean, I remember reading that on like a Doctor Who news site. Aww. In, in the music room at my middle school. <laughs> oh, that's, that's adorable. I had to look it up because someone else asked me and I was like, let's find out. I started watching Doctor Who at the tail end of my eighth grade year on the recommendation of some like random girl in my class who like loved it. And I don't, we weren't like, we were barely even friends. Like I didn't really know her, but somehow I let her sway me into watching this like sort of, you know, this is the first show I ever binge watched really. Actually, that's not true. I would get block, I'll go to Blockbuster and get DVDs of house episodes. But this was the first show I sort of ever watched like completely front to back like that. I remember Mm. I watched it on watchdoctorwho.com which is a sketchy site that was a good site to exist like about six months (laughs) after i caught up with the series and i i think i just i watched it all so by all i mean like up to the middle of series five which was what it was airing at the time watch all in like two to three weeks like the argument over whether you're a real fan if you started at series five versus series one versus the real season one which everyone absolutely forgot about because everyone was 15 oh yeah i mean i mean i remember when the drama started on tumblr about people who were just starting at matt smith and were getting shamed for it where which is stupid because they made it so that that episode was an acceptable place to start like on purpose yeah (laughs) they were explaining everything what a a stupid argument exactly (laughs) but yeah i mean i just remember the show sort of just taking over my entire my entire life and here's a fun fact about me in eighth grade i was actually pretty cool and i had a lot of friends and we would all go to hot topic together and take photos on our digital cameras in the park and then at the end of eighth grade i watched doctor who and my freshman year of high school i entered not as the cool kid from middle school but as a giant nerd and it kind of ruined (laughs) my life (laughs) but that's okay that's just fine I was a nerd, but I tried yeah. to hide. Oh, no, I did not hide it at all. Wow. Yeah. No, this is just me. It's like, no, I also, year four, we decorated our classroom as a TARDIS. I feel like I've told you this before. Yeah, that's amazing. I did not like Doctor Who there. I did not like it at all. I didn't know what it was, really. But mm-hmm. our teacher made us decorate our whole classroom as a TARDIS. We that's, did that. We won the book week that competition. Is I don't know how it counted for book week, but it did. <laughs> um, <laughs> they let us count it and we won. Yeah. Did you, like, follow your real-life friends on Tumblr at all? Because I remember that was a total, like, faux pas. You were, like, you weren't supposed to do that. Some, but not many. Um, uh-huh. And, this, like, they're still my close friends is, is, is the vibe on that one. Like, like two to three people. And right. other people would see me and they would not ask. Like, we'd be sitting at the back of the class. All of right, us like, you Tumblr. weren't supposed to ask people for their Tumblr if you, like, yeah, saw them it was just public. Like, no. Was, don't don't let other people def- know. Definitely. What if what if they're a hipster? You don't you don't want that. <laughs> oh yeah, hip, hipster vlogs versus fandom vlogs. 
Good times. Because, I mean, there would be girls, like, my age, like, in high school who were on Tumblr just, like, reposting pictures of, like, gr- like girls in jean shorts being, like, carried by which I guess their boyfriends. Which is, like, you gotta fine. have a hobby. Yeah. But, or, like, really, like, aesthetic, like, photos with, like, bokeh lights of, like, streets and stuff yes. like that. Um, and then, meanwhile, I was over here, like, madly, like, like photoshopping, you know, different <laughs> Doctor Who the characters. that had to go into it. Yeah. Writing 800-word essays about pilot episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful time. It was a really good time. Thank you for being on the first episode of the Ask Box podcast, Sam. I think uh, this is the start of something beautiful. I'm really excited. I'll be listening along. The Ask Box theme song is Full Screen by Adult Mom. You can find us on Twitter at The Ask Box. I'll see you next episode for an exploration of the early Glee fandom on Tumblr with guest Peyton Thomas. Thanks for listening. I